Shir Tanya for the second day of Cheshvan Hashanah Pshutah. We're up to Nechof Hei, Altarev is going back now to explain what he started off the, uh, the, 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 the Tanya. And over there we said about uh, this, I mean the Perik in Nechof Hei, he asked in the beginning of the thing, of the beginning of the Perik, he said, why do you get angry in the beginning of Perik Chofei? So he said that one who gets angry is like worshiping away the Zorah. Right? And he says because he doesn't have Amuna. Right? So you accept it. Right? You say you accept everything. You don't have to get in cash. What did we learn before? We don't have to get in cash. Why? Because this Abishter wants that. So one can think, okay, so if a guy is interrupting the Dominic, and you believe that everything that happens is the Abishter. So the Abishter wants him to interrupt your Dominic. So why should you get in Caius? So why should you stop him? Why should you uh, push him away? You should, okay, accept it. Just like the person who curses you, like David HaMelech, we said. He said that Shem told him to curse. So he accepted it. So accept the interference from the guy. But the Alter Rebbe says, when you have to accept it, that's just in matters of the world. But when it comes to Kedusha, you don't have to accept it. When it comes to Kedusha, you have to fight back. Because that's actually a mission, uh, it's a message from the Abishter not to go follow it. It's not that the Abishter is giving to follow it. When it comes in worldly matters and other things, then the Abishter is not trying to get you strong enough. He wants you to accept it. So if the person is insulted you, accept it. That's it, move on. That's the Abishter's roots. But when a person is interfering, or doing something which you have an opportunity to, to set them straight, then forget that you're supposed to get angry, you're supposed to try angry, or at least show angry. This is, After these words, a truth that are revealed and known to all, I mean, the had to defend against the uh, people that were trying to, um, you know, start up with the Balsamtav. So he says, Let's go back to the first subject as far as the matter of anger, which we said is like worshipping idols. So the Alter Rebbe says, This is talking about in worldly matters. Because worldly matters, everything is by Hashem. So therefore, it's not you don't have to do, you don't have to get angry or to do anything about it because the Abishter runs the world. But because everything is in the hands of the Hashem besides the Yirashamayim. So, in other words, if it's an issue which involves Yirashamayim, then no, then you can't just say accept it. When we're talking about heavenly matters, to separate something from a prohibition, over there it doesn't apply this reason that we said, don't get angry, doesn't apply. Why should you get angry? So I don't know. Even though, like I said, that Rashi brings down a few times, both by the Meimeriva uh, when he banged the stone and Shibunah Hamoyim, or by Bnei Aaron in Parshas when he told them to um, 
Uh, he rebuked them for burning the carbon over there. But still, Moshe Rabbeinu did it. Because why? Because Moshe Rabbeinu was supposed to stop them. So in other words, even though he didn't say accept it and don't do anything about it, he's supposed to stop them. V'hainu mishim k'ashem hikri l'fon of mitzvah zu lafrushim yisuri k'day l'zakoyse. That is because Hashem happened to bring before him this mitzvah to separate him from the Isur in order to give him the schos, stopping if you see somebody doing something wrong. The Basemtiv says, otherwise it's a mirror if you look something. If you don't do, if you Hashem shows you something, it's to help the other person or to help yourself. It's another, but otherwise why would Hashem show it to you? But sometimes you can stop the person. What do you do if you can't stop the person? You don't have a choice. You can't stop the other person. By Moshe Rabbeinu could get angry and stop them or can do something. That is only if he has the opportunity to protest through getting angry on his friend. But when he doesn't have the ability to protest, he goes. You have an idol worshiper who is speaking and interrupting his davening. Why did Hashem do it to him? So you can't use the simple thing as rebuke him because he's not shaykh to rebuke him. You can't rebuke the guy. You can't stop him. That is not, but it's only so that he should strengthen himself and should become more uh, with more sh- strong, with more oimets, with more courage, yaiser bit philosophy with more in his davening, boimek halev with depth of the heart, bekavona gedoyle kol kach with such great kavona ad shelo yishma dibrei dibur dibur hayiv To the extent you're not going to hear anymore the guy talking, you're going to be, you're going to be so. Uh, immersed in the davening with such depth, with such kavona, so you don't even hear the guy. Okay, but how does one get such a level? So the Ebsheh sent him a guy, and the guy is interrupting. And the why did Hashem send it to the guy to do that? Is that you should daven even stronger? <clears throat> but that's not such an easy thing to daven stronger. For such a level, it requires a, a great arousal and a powerful one. So what is the given advice? How to arouse himself? How to be murdered? So is by looking at this subject itself, by analyzing what's happening over here with you, with this guy and with your dominant. When he's going to place to his heart and he's going to reflect the idea of the descent of the Shekhinah, so to speak, it descended wondrous, such level, so that a spark of its shine dresses up. That in general, the, the Kedusha, the Ha'ara is in Golos, in the Klippas, in a general way, it gives them life. So, Bechlal, the Klippas are alive. <coughs> because the Ebsheh gives them Chayis. But in this particular case, 
And now, Nitzus HaRosem is Labesh B'Bechines Golus, Terech Prat. That spark of the shine dresses up in a way of Golus, specifically, in the words of this guy, he's speaking such words that interrupt, that interfere, that, that mix him up in his daven of service. One opposite the other one. So, so that he can oppose the Kedusha. So it goes again. And the speech of the above Zebram dresses up in the Dibur Atachten in the Dibur. And we said before that specifically Dibur has a connection to Dibur. So when the Goy is speaking, so you have from the level of Malchus, from the level of Dibur, dressing up in the level of the Goy who's who's Dibur. This is actually Asher Sholat Ha'odom Ba'odom Lerale. So the person dominates, which is the clipper, dominates the Odom, the Odom Kedusha, for his detriment. This is exactly what it is. This is Alumazet. That's what's happening here. So why did David do that? He has to, he, 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 he reflects. Well, look at this descent. So it must be the Hainu. That is, that through this, that will help him good, so that he should arouse himself to daven more. I mean, this is part of his reflection. That's going to help him reach that level, that he should daven with more depth in his kavona of the heart, to the extent that he's no longer going to hear the words of the guy talking. Now, that seems to be what? That seems to be... The idea, that's the idea that the Baal Shem Tov wanted to convey, that when you have a guy interrupting, that you overpower it. But the problem is that he used the, the, the language that the Shekhinah rests on the guy. The uh, Baal Shem Tov didn't say rest on the guy. The Baal Shem Tov said it dresses up in the guy. Resting means that there is reveal. That somehow the clippers and the goyim in this interference, there's no reveal. Umashikosuv hamalakit. The fact that the one who collected these sayings of the Rabbi, of Rabbi Shlomo Tzavos Haribosh, Shorso, he really writes the words that he rested, he didn't know to accurately uh, uh, the language, uh, what they meant, the, with the intention. He didn't know how to use the exact language for the uh, intention. He said it in Yiddish, and not in Loshin Kodesh. But what he wanted to say is not that it rests in Islapsha, that it was vested. It's, not, it's in exile over there. It's there, but it's in exile. And this is what the Balsamtov writes. So what does he say? If he would say the rest of the chlal, but he's saying especially in Eved Galulim, who is on the lowest level, because sometimes you can have a child or somebody else interfering your davening, especially when you have an Eved Galulim. That's a great exile. But this whole concept that we're saying, that a godly spark 
gives energy to the goy so that you can overpower the goy that this is a message from Hashem that's not a surprise how could we say that we call this Bechlal a spark of the Shekhinah is called the Shekhinah because he says the Shekhinah he calls it the Shekhinah he's not saying Shorsa didn't rest but the Shekhinah a spark of the Shekhinah how could we talk about a spark which is dropped in the a little bit in the clip as how could he call that uh, Shechina? So that's not a quite. Even a created angel is called the name Hashem. The parshas by Yedo Lepiru Sharambam, as is brought down in the parshas of Kamei Kosuf, by Tikkun Shema David Elov Chulu, that she called what the, the the name of the Malach or it says Hashem Hashem. That was the Malach that spoke to her. That Hogar. She says, uh, You have many times where we see that even a Malach, even somebody who's a Nivra, is called by the name of Hashem. So what is it surprising that we call it the Shekhinah when we're talking about a Nitz? It's a spark of the Shekhinah. It can always call, can also be called the Shekhinah as well.